Hello and welcome to What's Next, the podcast where we explore the technology of tomorrow and what it means for us today. I'm Ryan Lawler, your host for this week. Over the last several decades, technology has rapidly transformed the way we live. But what will be next? In a new video series, we explore the advancements in technology that aim to improve our lives, such as AI and digital health. It's called End of the Beginning, and you can watch it at samsungnext.com slash beginning. On the podcast today, we're going to preview what the future will look like from the perspective of some of the innovators profiled in the series. The field of artificial intelligence began in the 1950s when computer scientists were thinking about how to use these new machines called computers to do things that we would consider intelligent, like playing chess or translating languages. What followed was the AI winter, when there was a great disillusionment with AI. There was a lot of excitement and enthusiasm about the possibilities for that in those days. That's Thomas Malone, founder and director of the MIT Center for Collective Intelligence and author of the 2018 book, Superminds, The Surprising Power of People and Computers Thinking Together. Malone says that despite the AI winter, progress was just on the horizon. Then in the early 2000s, we began the beginning of what is now machine learning, where there have been an amazingly rapid amount of progress and successes in the last few years. An extension of artificial intelligence, machine learning is the science of computers learning to make decisions and identify patterns with little human intervention. So much of the technology we interact with on a daily basis uses machine learning, from web searches to speech recognition. Dor Schooler, founder of Intuition Robotics, imagines an even smarter AI future than the one we know now. I think we're going to see not just robots doing things for us, like vacuuming the floor, but we're going to have relationships with machines. Someone or something that's very loyal, always has your back, and sometimes makes you laugh. We're going to see kind of the basic Generation 1 voice assistant evolve to something else which is much smarter, uses context, adapts to our personality, and it uses layers of emotional intelligence in addition to just basic artificial intelligence to drive the behavior models behind it. That's what they're doing at Intuition Robotics. We bring autonomous machines to life. Our first product is called LEQ. It's a beautiful robot designed for older adults, and its goal is to help people stay active and engaged and thriving. Dor explains how Intuition Robotics is bringing autonomous machines to life. LEQ definitely adapts itself to the personality of the person um, she's with. She starts her journey in someone's home with a neutral personality and not making too many recommendations. And then she starts trying things. She'll try suggesting for you to listen to some classical music. She'll try later to do some other type of music. And over time, she'll start building an understanding of uh, what is it that you like and how she can motivate you. Dor sees AI playing not just a helpful role in people's lives, but a healthy one too. Technology today can't extend your life, but there are lots of things that can extend your the healthy part of your life and try to push away frailty. And we hope we'll be able to show that LEQ does just that. There's no doubt that advancements in technology have transformed medicine. But issues of access and quality of care have persisted over time. 
The field of digital health aims to close those gaps while making healthcare more personal and more efficient. Smartphones, wearables, and other connected devices are capturing more data to help patients monitor their health and wellness and share that information with their healthcare providers. Those technologies are already helping people manage chronic diseases. 30 million people in the U.S. have diabetes, of which about 26 million are currently diagnosed. That's David Kahn of Gluco, a company transforming diabetes management. You've got blood glucose monitors, insulin pumps. You've got a lot of different medications. And what we try to do is take all of that information and get it into one place so that the caregiver really has a holistic view of how the person with diabetes is doing. Through a mobile app, Gluco users can track and manage all aspects of their care. And they can share that progress with doctors to monitor their overall health. Today, we've collected over 11 billion data points in the diabetes space. We want to be that platform that everybody can can rely on as kind of the industry standard. Cohero is a company helping patients to manage their respiratory health. You may remember Cohero's co-founder, Melissa Manis, on a previous episode of What's Next. What we're trying to do in digital health is make care a bit more empowering for the patient. The shift from sort of reactive care um, to proactive preventive care, I think that's what you know, digital has the power to do. Cohero is helping people breathe more easily. Cohero was founded as a company really trying to address the unmet needs in the respiratory patient community. And so we do that by transforming respiratory diagnostics and disease management through smart mobile technology. We have two proprietary devices. One is a clinical-grade mobile spirometer that captures a full set of lung function parameters. A spirometer is a device that measures the amount of air inhaled and exhaled by the lungs. And then our other devices are Hero Tracker. And both of those devices are Bluetooth Low Energy and connect wirelessly to our mobile app. And then that connects on the back end to a care dashboard. And that care dashboard is um, integrated and interoperable into clinical workflows. So you can see how a patient's responding to therapy, whether their lung function is declining, which is really a key signal of whether they're at risk of uh, an acute event. Cohero is helping patients and care providers prevent an acute event requiring urgent medical care or hospitalization. By giving patients tools on the front end and connecting them to their caregivers, both can work together to optimize treatment. And Cohero is already having an impact. We've demonstrated that we significantly improve compliance to daily therapy, and then downstream of that, a key goal is to drive avoided exacerbation, so avoided hospitalizations and inpatient stays. Our mission statement at its core is to make patients healthy, so to improve mobile diagnostics, to really bring respiratory care into the 21st century. We think of Cohero as going from an era of analog to digital. As we move more and more into the digital age, concerns about personal privacy and data security are increasing. This is especially true as major security breaches reveal the vulnerabilities of companies holding our sensitive data. That's a problem George Avetisov of Hyper aims to address head-on. At Hyper, we're focused on solving the problem of mass breaches and credential reuse that are caused by centralized passwords. So when you look at all the big breaches of the last five or ten years, you'll notice that they have one thing in common. And it's not how the hackers got in, it's what they're going after. 
which is the centralized password store. It's where all of our credentials and our personal data and our passwords are stored in one place. Now, this is a single point of failure. And when it gets breached, millions of people are impacted. To prevent this failure, George says decentralization is the key to improving security. We decentralize credentials on users' mobile devices. And that enables what we call true passwordless security. This is what a true passwordless uh, architecture looks like. A user goes to log into their bank. In this case, I'm logging in online. I've got my mobile app on my phone. The bank pushes a decentralized authentication to my mobile device, and I'm in. That's much faster, it's much easier, and the most important thing is that it's truly passwordless. That's very different from what so many of us are used to today. But it's a challenge Hyper is helping companies and the public to understand. This is a really big paradigm shift that's happening now in the security industry that lots of companies, large enterprises, big banks are adopting in a way to mitigate the damage caused by centralized passwords and basically tell hackers, hey, you can no longer attack us and hit millions of people at the same time. You have to attack each user individually, one by one by one. And hackers hate doing that. They like attacking one juicy target. This is all being enabled by technology that we carry around with us on a daily basis. You can't have passwordless security without the smartphone. You need to be able to authenticate with something other than a password, whether it's a fingerprint or a face ID or your voice. Uh, The smartphone is really the missing ingredient that we have today that we didn't have 10 years ago. The smartphone has revolutionized the way many of us go about our days. Now imagine what's next. What technologies might be part of our everyday lives in 10, 20, or 30 years? And how might those technologies improve where we live? One startup working with transit agencies to improve city life is Swiftly. It's a company that uses big data to make public transportation more efficient. Johnny Simpkin is Swiftly's co-founder and CEO. Global urbanization is a really important trend to understand. Uh, The current projections are that about 5 billion people will live in urban areas by 2030. Around the world, cities today are already dealing with the constraints of infrastructure built for a different time and for many fewer people. Given these pressures, Swiftly focuses on making public transit smarter and faster. By analyzing big data in real time and also historically, we can not only improve the passenger experience, but we can also help cities and transit agencies make smarter decisions in real time and utilize all this historical data to design better routes, better streets that ultimately get people from A to B faster. Swiftly harnesses the power of data to shape the cities of tomorrow. You think traffic's bad today? It's only going to get worse. As more people move into cities, parking, of course, becomes more challenging. Congestion is likely to increase. Uh, And if you think about it, for the most part, the road network itself can't easily be adjusted. The fields of AI, digital health, cybersecurity, and smart cities are not only helping us deal with the challenges of our daily life today, they will define our future. To learn more about how technology will fundamentally reshape the way we live, work, and move around, watch our new series, End of the Beginning. You can find it at samsungnext.com slash beginning. Thanks again for listening to What's Next. We release a new episode every other week, so be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. 
Just search for What's Next on your app of choice or go to samsungnext.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Lawler. This episode of What's Next was produced by Rachel King, Laura Flynn, and Eliza Lambert with Claire Mullen as sound engineer for Pod People. If you have questions or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch on Twitter at Samsung Next or send us an email to podcast at samsungnext.com. Until next time.